Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about how we use history as a reason to stay in the same place and not grow and not move on from things that no longer serve us. So let's start with the number one category where this kind of using history to stay in the same place shows up. The number one place that it shows up in many of our lives is in our relationships, whether that be romantic, platonic, family, familial, right? So, because we often call our friends, you know, sister and brother. So that's the top area that kind of this history thing comes up and shows up for many people. And so we are all guilty of saying it or hearing someone say that because they've been with someone for so long, they've put all these years in, they've put all this work in, that even though it's not serving them, and even though it's causing them a lot of emotional distress and some physical pain at this point, because we've talked about this previously, that our emotional pain does start to show up in the physical ailments, right? It shows up as that neck pain, that back pain, those chest pains, your joints are hurting. Those are all signs that you're phys- of the physical reaction to your emotional pain that you're in. And so relationships is the number one area that that shows up and that that happens. And because we use this thing of, I've been with this person for so long, I, I put in all this work, I, I cannot just walk away from that. I'm not going to walk away from that. And some of us, if we're being honest, have, have even either said it ourselves or heard someone say, I'm not going to put in all this work for the next person to reap the benefit. I want the benefits. And so what is that about? Like, why is it that we refuse unless something really, really, really bad happens to leave these situations that no longer serve us? What is it about history that makes us stay in these same spots? I wonder if it's related to the fact that we always say that the biggest indicator of future behavior is past behavior. And so because of that, we often allow history to to just continue to repeat itself, right? So unless again, unless something drastic happens, we typically stay the course, try to keep our heads down, try to keep working towards the thing that we set out to do or you know, the relationship that we're in. Some of it comes from religious aspects because we hear a lot in, especially in the Christian church, in the black Christian church, or, you know, there's this thing about staying the course and and God will bring you through, but you can't give up too soon. And so because of that, I think many of us let that kind of fold and, and fall into our relationships as well. And we keep staying there. We stay stuck. We stay stagnant. We stay in pain in hopes that one day something will happen, something will change, and things will be better. But have you ever given yourself the chance to sit down and really think about what that one thing would be? And keep in mind or maybe add to your mind that nothing changes without action, right? Change really is an action word. It's a verb, really, when we think about it, because in order to change, you have to do something. And so if you're staying in a spot or in a relationship that really no longer serves you, it's important that before you just throw the towel and if that's that's not your thing, to really look at what action are we doing to make this thing better? 
Are we just talking about making some change? Or are we actually doing something actively about it to go in a different direction? And more importantly, are we doing this together as a couple if we're talking about romantic relationships? Because in a lot of ways, many women, I'm going to speak to the women for a second, many women stay in situations that do not serve them simply because they don't want to look like they've given up too soon or they don't want to look like that they're not strong because there's this idea that women, especially women in history, that they were strong, that they endured so much and that there was a sign of of glory and the, and the goal and something to be attained. But as we're learning now, our bodies really are not meant to sustain that much stress. And we hear people say it often. There's always a meme. There's always a post. There's always a discussion about women today are not like the women of the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even the 80s, right? Like some of us grew up in households where we saw our mothers doing everything possible to make sure the house ran Meanwhile, her partner, whether it be your dad, your stepdad, or just her boyfriend, really didn't do anything to contribute other than go to work and come home and cause more pain, more stress, more agony for your mom. And you saw that. And for some of us, we were like, "Mm -mm, I definitely am not going to be repeating that. But for a lot of people, it is something that we repeat. Because we look we look up to those women. We see that those women had these lasting relationships. And there's this thing about having a lasting relationship that is some sort of badge of honor. And what I want to say is having a lasting relationship that is healthy is where the badge of honor is. If you're in a relationship just to be in it, just because you've been there for so long, but there's it's not growing, it's not moving, it's not feeding you, you're not feeding him or her, you're not doing, neither one of you all are happy, it's time to really sit down and look at what can we do? Is there something that we can actionably do, actionable, I think I just made that word up, but I like it. Is there something that we can do with action to make our relationship better? And if not, can we both have the courage to say it's time to call it quits? It's time to do something different. Now, I know that's a hard thing to just say out loud or to say to your partner, but it is something that you should really consider over time. Because like I've mentioned before, just because there's history in the relationship, if it's causing you physical ailments or emotional ailments that just are not, you know, they're not changing, you're not getting any relief or you're only getting moments of relief, that is really not the way we're supposed to live. And if history has taught us anything, especially related to women, we have to do something different and we have to do it ourselves if we want it done. Waiting for someone to see that you need something and that you and giving it to you very likely, very rarely happen, right? So if you want something to be different in your life and in your relationships, you have to definitely make sure you put some action in to make that thing happen. And with that, it kind of leads me to the next area of why we use history and why we are afraid to kind of do something different. And that is in in relation to this fear that the same thing will continue to happen over and over again. Because again, relating this back to history, If we look at history in terms of anything, we can see that things have continually repeated themselves because there's only been minimal change or what I like to call band-aids over big wounds changes where we just kind of throw some things at something and we really don't get to the root and we really don't change it. We saw that a lot in 2020 with the racial injustices that were happening and the, the way that everybody kind of saw what happened and you know, decided to take some action. But as we look, here we are two years later, and many people are still just doing kind of that 
what I like to call performative work, right? They're doing just enough so they can check off a box to say that they've done something, but they really haven't made much change. And because of that, it keeps us in this space of thinking, well, why should I do something different? I'd much rather stay where I am and know what's going to happen than to go out and try again and try something new and then it's still not working. I'm right back in the same spot. At least I'll know what to handle and I can know and I know what to expect if I stay where I am. How many of us are guilty of saying that? I know I have definitely been guilty of saying that. Maybe not in relation to a relationship, but definitely in relation to jobs, in relation to um, opportunities that have been presented to me. I am definitely guilty of saying, you know what? It might just be the same on the other side. At least I know what to expect right here. But I can tell you from firsthand experience that that also will eventually cause you to have physical responses to that emotional stress, right? That will cause you to have stomach issues. How many people are walking around right now with irritable bowel syndrome when for a lot of people, not all because I'm not a medical doctor, but for many people that I've met that have IBS, it really relates back to this high level of anxiety and stress that they've been carrying for so long that now their stomach is just always inflamed. It's always kind of upset and and they have to take additional medication to kind of alleviate that. Or the people who find themselves constantly crying in the shower, constantly needing some other form of self-care because their life is so overwhelming, it's so hectic that they need these things to, and, and in excess, right? So self-care is important regardless. We should all be doing something self-care related every day. But there are people who have to do big self-care things because they are stuck in the same place, because they are afraid that it won't be different anywhere else. So they might as well just stay where they are now. There's also this idea that if you just stay where you are because you're afraid that the same thing is going to happen, that it will be different and that because you're deciding to stay there, that you somehow are going to have this different response, this different approach, and that it's going to ultimately be different for you. But I'm here to tell you that that doesn't always happen. And for many people, staying in that same space and having that mindset only ends up hurting them later when they have to look up a year later or two years later or five years later and see that they are still in the same spot that they were in two, four, five, six years ago. And that oftentimes is more painful than ripping the band-aid, so to speak, and just making that change. But that's something that you have to decide on your own if you want to do. But it is a thing that I just want to make sure that we all know and that you can sit in this space because in, in this space, we are open and honest with ourselves and we are open and honest with each other that we have to at least be able to look in the mirror and face ourselves regardless to what we decide to do. So that's just something to keep in mind for that. But then it takes me kind of to my last point that keeps people kind of stuck and keeps people using history as a reason not to change. And that is because of your family or those things that are familiar to you, right? So if you are in a family where you've seen all of the women or all the men or everyone in your family for generations do the same thing, you just you think that that's what you also need to do to get that same result. And then we'll go back to kind of the beginning where we're talking about relationships and we talked about generations from previous. Many women, I know I have been guilty of this and I know some of my friends have too, We look up to older couples who've been married for 30, 40, 50 years, and we often want to know what do they do to make that thing last, right? What do they do to make their marriage stay going for that long? And when we finally get a chance to ask some of those women, 
it's pretty split down the middle, at least for me when I've asked different women, it's pretty split down the middle that some of the women took charge early and really had conversations with their partner to identify the type of relationship they wanted, where they wanted their relationship to go, and they actively worked on it every day. And then on the other side, because of history, many women reported or that I've talked to reported that they just let their husbands do whatever and they picked up the pieces where they could. And the way that they described their relationships and their lives and their marriages was so exhausting and so overwhelming that I remember walking away feeling like, oh my gosh, that cannot be life. Like that is, that cannot be the way that we are supposed to live and we're supposed to be on, on this earth, right? But that is a thing. And we want to be like our family or we want our marriages to last because there's this other little sneaky thing about society, societal norms, and this idea that marriage and family is the only goal that everyone should want in life. And that is not true, right? And we're starting to see more women and more men who boldly say, I'm not interested in getting married. I'm not interested in having a family. It's just not what I'm interested in doing. And they're being comfortable to say that. But years ago, that was not a thing, right? And again, if you grew up in kind of a Christian household, there's also this thing that if you got pregnant, that you had to get married to that person that you got pregnant by. And we all know now, whether we knew it then or not, but we all know now that some of us made decisions when we were younger and were having sex with people that we didn't even think possible we would even know in five to 10 years. But here we are now, we've got a child with them and there's this societal norm or this family norm that says, because of history, you've got to get married to this person. You've got to make sure this, this looks a certain way. And that's also a thing that happens, right? Because of history, we want to make sure that our thing looks the way that it's supposed to look, air quote on supposed to, and air quote on thing, because what is that, right? It is up to us to kind of decide what those things look like for us. So because of history, we find ourselves, and because of our family history, we find ourselves trying to stay in the same space that we saw our family members in in hopes that something will be different for us. But almost like a repeating record right here, like beating the dead horse, so to speak, Think change doesn't happen that way. Without action, without doing something different, we will not get anything else out of it. And we will be just like our family members that we have probably said we don't want to be like, right? Like I can tell you that there are certain people that I've met, not necessarily in my direct family line, but people I've met through my family that have shown me examples of what I do not want my life to look like and what I do not want for my children, for my marriage, for my friends, for anybody that's associated with me, because it's just sheerly overwhelming to just even look at those people and look at where they are in that space. And so with that, you know, keep that in mind, think about that and kind of decide what you need to do with it and what it needs to look like for you. Because change is about action. History will repeat itself if you don't take charge and do something different. And really sit down and be honest with yourself about what do you want your life to look like? And I know I talk about that often and sometimes it sounds like I'm living in some dream world, but I'm not. I mean, even just down to your everyday life, right? Are you okay and are you happy with what your role is right now in your house? And if the answer is no, then what what can you do to make change there? No, I'm not asking you to no longer be a mom and not take care of your kids, but I am saying that if there's a chance that you can do a little bit something or something different in your day, 
try to do that just to see if it gives you a little bit of change, if it gives you kind of some relief that you've been looking for to make life a little easier. Because we really were not put on this earth to live in misery, to be oppressed, to live just this hardworking, iron to iron life in, in day to day. Like that's not really what we were designed to do. I know many of us grew up and when, when you read history books, we see that that's what it has been, right? Every decade, every generation has had some major thing they've had to overcome. And while those things will continue to happen, it doesn't mean that our day-to-day life has to be that way too. So find some ways, find some things that you can change today so that your history will look different and so that the people who end up looking up to you will get to see something different that they may not have seen in other areas of their lives or with other people. So just give that some thought and let me know. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.